There we go. Hello. Hi guys. Welcome back to Damn It Sarah, a SJM fan podcast. I'm Courtney. I'm Stephanie. And we're your hosts. So yeah, welcome back this week. Steph, how did your <laughs> week go? Um, I feel like this week went by fast. I feel like yeah, I feel like you say that all the time. <laughs> I know, but there are weeks where I feel like damn it drag, but bitch, we're literally about to hit Thanksgiving next week. Yeah. Thanksgiving like what? next week, sis. And did you realize we're down into like the seventies for the days until uh House of Flame and Shadow? It's like seventy seven or seventy six days. <laughs> it's getting close. Yeah closer but it's like also not even just that that i'm looking forward to it too but also dude that's like literally when the baby might be here so it's like i'm excited for that but i'm also like fuck i'm nervous because i'm have a baby like you have a baby and a book (laughs) a baby and a book it's like which one do i get to enjoy the most because i feel like you're gonna be like stop did you hear that did you read that i'm like bitch i got a baby (laughs) yeah i'm gonna put your headphones on and feed the baby (laughs) It's crazy. It's just, oh, and I cannot wait. I just cannot wait for both. Like, I'm super excited. I feel like that's what I'm looking forward to. But, um, yeah, dude, life's been good so far. Thankfully to God, life has been good. Um, Amen. How, what about you? Uh, same. I feel like I've just been, I don't know, kicking it, getting ready for the holidays, getting ready for end of the year. I feel like I, you know, you have your New Year's glow up and you're like, okay, no, I want to get my nails done. I want to get my hair done. I'm going to start working out. Like, you're like, I'm about to glow up. Oh, like dude. <laughs> I feel like that hit me at my birthday. So I felt like um, I started doing Class Pass. Have you heard of that app? Mm-mm. It's an app where basically you, they have different tiers and like you get credits and you can go take workout classes. So you can do Pilates, you can do yoga. And then like, once you get a paid membership, you can do like, you get a discount on like lashes or like massages or like facials. Like they got a whole bunch of stuff, right? So I'm going to try it. So I tried it and I went to my first class on Monday and I actually liked it. Like it was uh, like a TRX. It's one of the ones where they have the cables hanging from the ceiling and you have to like pull yourself up and like all that stuff. Holy it was shit. hard. I have no core whatsoever. I cannot like <laughs> lift myself off the ground. I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing, but I'm gonna get there. There was like one move where you had to like put your feet in the like bungee cord. And then like, you basically have to put yourself up in a handstand. I, I couldn't do that when I set that one out. So I mean, you're new, Courtney. Like you're you're just starting. It, where did you yeah. go? Um, it was a place called True Fusion on Post Oak. It was literally like by the store. So it took me maybe oh, ten minutes perfect. to get there. I literally got. I ran to the car and I like put my gym stuff on like in the car on top of the garage because you know I park on six. And then I just like drove down and then oh, got there. You went after work. Yeah, mm-hmm. before work. No, I'm trying to switch to do after work with the time change. I feel like it just makes my day feel not as long. And like, because I'm not waking up as early and then, you know, it gets dark early. And so I just feel like it, it works better. So I liked it. I'm going to find, I need to find more classes. The only things are like, there's some classes that are like the Pilates with the machine and you can't get those until you actually have a paid membership. So I can't do those on the free trial. So I'm like, but that's what I got it for. How much is the paid membership? Um, it depends. Like it ranges from like, I think there's one that's forty, there's one that's like seventy, and then there's one that's like a hundred and something. And de- it de- just gives you more credits. And so then the class I took was like ten credits. And I think in the free trial they gave me like twenty eight, maybe twenty eight or thirty credits. Oh, so oh. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude. That's a lot. You get a lot of benefits for just having this app. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, I feel like I'll keep trying it. I was trying to, I was going to go back to 24 hour fitness for their classes, but they don't have classes after six 30. Like they stop at six. I was like, why do they hate people that get off at six 30? For these classes, you're going to have to go at like eight, six in the morning or whatever. I mean, even then I can't even go at eight because I have to leave my house by eight 30 to be at work by nine 30. So like I would have to be in a class by like six and out by seven but they don't start until eight and then you're not out until nine i'm like y'all live in these bougie lifestyles i have a job i need a schedule like 
Where's the gym for the people who work retail? But honestly, you see the people that you see there are like older people, like people who are retired in those classes. Yeah. Rarely do you see like someone working like an office. No, not down in the Galleria area, babe. Oh, that's where I used to go. And I would only see older people. Yes, you would see young people, but I feel like they were like more of like um nine to five, not even nine to five, because you wouldn't be or like work from home people and stuff like yes, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely what I would say. Like, because yes, there were younger pe young people, older people, but it was like you, there's no way in hell you're going to be going to those classes and making it to your nine to five class oh, job. Yeah. There's some places that have like 5 a.m. classes, and I would do those like every, like maybe once a week or like every other week. Okay. So I don't know. But anyway, so other than that, that's just been me trying to figure out my glow up. I did my lashes. I, I got my I nails. I got nails from Sheen. I wish I could show you right now. <laughs> oh, Please. are those the ones I told you about? Well, no, well, this has literally just happened right now. But I went to Target. Bitch, they look like I went to the nail salon. This shit was only yes. $8. I, I, I bought the... This, like the clippers, all that stuff. Yeah, the manicure set. Look at me. Like, the only thing I need to go to the nail salon for is a fucking pedicure. But yeah. Like, it's me. Oh, wait. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got on Sheen and I was just like looking around and like press on nails popped up and they were like a dollar and like 10 cents. So, I bought like 20 different styles and I'm about right. to go in and play. Like, I wish I could show you right now because they're. When I poured out the pack, it was like, <laughs> like it was insane. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I'm into right now is beauty and self care and self improvement. You know, yeah. With with everything that's going on right now, I feel like that's exactly what you need. Yeah. So, um, are you reading anything? I'm not reading. I'm listening. Obviously, that's our thing: listening to books. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to Iron Flame, and I already fucking know that I'm late. Like, I feel like you're done. Like, everyone's done. I'm trying to not to be on. I'm honestly not on social media because of that fucking reason. Because I don't know. Yeah, people are starting to release spoilers now. Yeah. I'm not trying to get any spoilers because literally in my Explorer sheet, it's all Akatar, Throne of Glass, blah, blah, blah. But I have also looked up, like, when when I first read um Fourth Wing. That was mm -hmm. coming out of my in my explorer sheet. So now it's Iron Flame, and it's like, okay, let me let me sign out because ah, I don't yeah. want any spoilers. Even though I want to know what happens, but no, I rather just hear it out. But like, I feel like I'm going slow. Like, I listen <laughs> to it on my way to work. I listen to it on my way back from work. So I'm like, how am I still in chapter fourteen? <laughs> Because it's like twenty, it is like twenty eight hours long. Like it's the same amount as like Crescent City. So I thought I was gonna be done with it in two days, and I was like, "What did you? How did you think you was gonna be done with twenty eight hours in this this amount of time, being still having to sleep at night?" Yes, but do remember what is, I don't know what it is that for Crescent City, for Throne of Glass, for Akatar, I would literally be in bed, have my phone here at two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah. I would sleep. I would even go to work. Remember, Courtney, and I'd be like, dude, I didn't get any sleep. You'd be like, I was, I was up till 3 a.m. <laughs> I was hooked. But for some reason, and don't get me wrong, I love this series. But I'm But not, it ain't Sarah. She's not Sarah. Yeah, like, I'm not as obsessed. But again, I'm not saying like, I like it. I'm, I like it and I get excited about it, but I don't, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not a hard die like how I was for... Sarah's freaking books and I mean yeah anyway I also feel yeah. like I was more excited for this book because it came out in November and so it was like yes okay something else is gonna come out before Chris is gonna get me to Crescent City 3 so I was like okay maybe that's why I was so excited about it like oh my god finally a new book that I like need actually yeah and honestly if you think about it I don't know if you've seen but they have made theories they have made like a lot of mm -hmm. like investing time and like all that just how like they do for Akatar, Crescent City all that yeah stuff. I'm like this could be a new thing like a new hobby 
but it's like, I think it will be. I think a lot of people are going to start doing breakdowns and like podcasts and stuff because I've already seen like the TikTok theory people start to pop up and, and like they're digging in and like doing how we do with Sarah and trying to like make yeah. connections and yeah. predict stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, I see y'all. That's exciting. Like having to do that because it is actually like, don't get me wrong, dude. It fucking feels good when you go through your notebook and you're like, oh my God, look at all the fucking like information that I have based on a series of book series and it's like no you're not even getting graded for this it's just like look at all the information i have it's like look at all these notes and i still know nothing (laughs) (laughs) because bitch you're (laughs) you're so right because we can't even fucking confirm It's like I know stuff, but I don't know stuff. But like, like it's not even confirmed. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> like, gee, think pretty, pretty much. You're like, look at all the fucking wasted time. <laughs> no, it's not wasted time. Look at this puzzle I've been trying to put together, and like, these are the pieces I got, and these are the pieces somebody had to help me with, and these are the pieces I had to look at go to the manufacturer. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, Sarah, like, you have all the fucking answers. Like, just give me something. Do you know, I wish I was driving to work this morning and I was like, I wonder if Sarah, like, you know, maybe like 10 years down the road, if she'll ever do a podcast where she does like a breakdown, like a literary. Well, this is what I was thinking with this character. And this is what this symbolized. And this is where I was going with this. And this is where I tied this in. And this is what I think about this. Like, yes, do you know, yes. I would be glued I would be to watching. the I would, Like, I would watch it every, she could do a new episode every single week. And I would be right there with my popcorn, with my notes, like, try, like, yes. Yes, literally, that would be so fucking awesome. Like, I wish she could. And I get it. Like, she has a lot going on. Like, she's writing. Yeah. City. I don't even know if she has started a, a Lane's book or not, but Whatever, she has a lot going on. She has kids, she has mm-hmm. a husband, a life, right? But it's like, dude, uh, like, it's like you have these people starving for information, and it's like, bitches, hand me something, like a little crumb. Because it's <laughs> Give like, me a TikTok with like spoilers, not, you know, those memes where it's like spoilers without being spoilers, and it's things that like, <laughs> that could be, like, if you know, you know, you get it. But if you don't, it doesn't spoil yeah. it. So I wish she had an account where she did stuff like that. Yeah, I just that would be like a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully, you know, one day I won't be eighty years old and I'll get like a YouTube channel. It's all Sarah J. Mass, and she's like, "Okay, let's go through Akatar books one and two. Oh, that would be awesome. But I feel like that's a lot to ask for. <laughs> that's a lot of ask. <laughs> um, what are you listening to or any or reading? Um, I am reading. What am I reading right now? Okay, so yeah, I finished Iron Flame last week, and I feel like I've just been kind of, I feel good. I feel like the ending was kind of a cliffhanger, but then at the same time, I feel like I, I liked the ending, but I didn't like the ending. I felt like it was, you were like, like, out of nowhere, huh? You were like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like, you know, I I don't feel like I got the reaction I was, that's, she wanted us to get like I felt like she wanted you to be like oh my god like what the fuck and I was just like what it's funny that you say that because my manager she sent me a tiktok she's like no spoilers don't read the comments just look at the video and I didn't didn't read the spoilers I saw the video and it was um Bradley Cooper I don't know what movie it was but it was a scene where he's reading like the end of the book and he just sees it and he's like, what the fuck? And he just throws it out the window. So mm-hmm. I'm like, is it? But no, I didn't even have that throw it out the window moment. It was just like, a, oh, what the fuck? Like, is that it? Is that what we're doing? Like, okay. <gasps> no. I feel like that could be my reaction. So I don't know. I'll see when you get there. We'll see. Because you got two different reactions. Like, you know, your, your other manager is like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, eh. We'll see think, where this goes. I think I even asked her, like, is it the same reaction you get when you finish reading Mist and Fury? And she was like, yes. Because remember, I my reaction to the ending of Mist and Fury was the whole, like, finding out that Resan and Pharaoh, that she fucking, uh, she, she tore the whole mating bond apart. Remember, I told you I was crying my ass off. I was, like, hysterical. Like, 
All oh, right, okay, this is when they were in Highburn. But I'm, yeah. I, my mind, my mind went to when Reese died. Okay, so now I'm back. I'm in the right oh, time. yeah. So I'm like, is it that same reaction? Because that's exactly how I reacted. Like, I was like, there's no fucking way I need to read the third one now. Um, and she's like, yeah, it's exactly like that. So I'm like, does somebody die or what, what's going to happen? See, I think that's the thing. It, it didn't make me want to be like, oh, I need the third book. Like, I did Google to see if there was a release date for the third one because I kept hearing that it was supposed to come out in May. But now I'm hearing that she needs to, like, take some time for her mental health, which I get. That's a lot of, lot of writing in six months. Oh. So maybe it'll be another year before we get the third one. But I don't feel like I need it immediately. I feel like I can wait. Oh, like, it's not Crescent City. Like, oh, my God, I need it now. Yeah, like, every time I read Crescent City or I hear a voice or something about fun, I'm like, ah, it's a But <laughs> for that one, I'm like, uh, okay, I'll wait. I'll read the next one. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Um, but, yeah, so far, that's what I'm, That I mean, I think that's what everyone's on right now. Like, um, you know, Iron Flame is a new book that just came out. Or even then, even before this book came out, it was the other one, though. One that I couldn't even remember the fucking name. Oh, Ashes and the Star Curse King, the one you just read? Yeah, yes. Oh, but I finished Iron Flame, but I started reading, Um, I went back to my Brandon Sanderson Oathbring- Oathbringer book. And then, oh, I started Akatar again today because it was all cloudy. And so I went back and, oh my God. Okay, so... This is going to transition us into, you know how we say last week's episode, we talked about the Archeron sisters and if they were the three-faced goddess or whatever. And so when I was listening to Akatar, I did find some other things that I was like, oh, interesting. So um, when Feyre kills the wolf at the beginning, the first when the first arrow hit, she said she felt, she said, I could have sworn the ground itself shuddered. Like she, like the spell, like something happened with the spell or like it kicked off or like it was activated or whatever. And then um, she kept talking about like the God, the old gods, the forgotten gods. And she's like, the hunters had beseeched our long forgotten gods and I prayed alongside them. And then she said, later she says, the mortals no longer kept gods to worship, but if I had known their lost names, I would have prayed to them, all of them. And I'm like, so is she talking about the gods in Aurelia maybe? Or is she talking about the Daglin that left? Because she did tell kind of the same story that Reese told about, you know, how the how everybody was enslaved and they had masters that ruled them or whatever. So then um, the other thing I noticed, like, you know, when they talk about Elaine, it's always like, oh, Elaine is so lovely and she's so soft and she's the nice one and roses or whatever. One of the first things or one of the first words that um, Farrah uses to describe her is um, hideous. So like when Farrah comes, yeah. So when Farrah, she didn't, not to describe her, but she uses it in reference to her, something she does. So she goes, um, when Farrah comes back, you know, they're begging and she's like, oh, I'm going to go to the market tomorrow and sell the hides or whatever. Um, and then Nessa's like, oh, well, I need boots. And then uh, Elaine is like, no, I need a cloak. And then so she looks at Farah and she goes, she drew, she goes, please, Farah. And then she's like, she drew out the two syllables of my name, Farah, into the most hideous, um, vile, hit, no, the most hideous some words I'd ever heard. I was like, huh, you just called Elaine hideous. And so I'm like, does that go back into that whole Valkyrie thing? Like, oh, they were as lovely as you, but could be as nasty and as vile. Like, or is there, are they trying to hint that she has a hidden side that we don't know about? Could be. Uh, and then the mom, they said she was, so she slept, they slept in an ironwood bed, which was a wedding gift from her father. I'm pretty sure the witches, I can't remember what they carved their bones from. Can you remember? Uh, I think, I don't know if it was redwood or ironwood or it was some kind of wood that the witches turned um, their, like carved their brooms from. But anyway, so um, said she was in, imperious and cold with her children and told them to stay together and stay together and for Pharaoh to look after them. So why did she make Pharaoh of all people swear that and Pharaoh is the same one that ended up killing 
Andrus and starting the spell, right? I can't hear you. Hello? Okay, there you go. Uh, like if she knew that something was going to happen? Yeah, like if they, they knew the whole time that they were just waiting for something to kick off, but they just had to wait for, I guess, them to be old enough or to whatever. And... I don't. Did she know that Pharaoh was going to be the one to break the spell? Like, did she know Pharaoh? Like, why did she tell Pharaoh, the youngest one out of Elaine and Nesta, to take care, to protect them and to take care of them, the youngest, the baby? So I thought that was weird, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. But then I also uh, shout out to my girl Nesta. Like everybody, the more I like read this and then go back and see stuff with Nesta I'm like oh she was trying to take care of Farrah so when Farrah comes in the house the first time she and she's like hey it comes off that she's picking at her when she's like you smell you need to go take these clothes off she's trying to take care of Farrah that's the only way she knows how to take care of her is because that's how their mom took care of them was like that she was imperious and cold and rude and so that is exactly what Nesta is doing to Farrah so that's the only way she knows how to take care of her is to be mean and cold but yes I can see that but why is she somehow a little bit more nicer to Elaine because I think but Farrah says that she realized that her and Nesta were two sides of the same coin and that Elaine is different. So she knew Farrah could take it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Like she recognized herself in Farrah. So she knew she didn't have to be soft with Farrah that Farrah could take it. And if you also notice, how come it is that Elaine, I mean, Nesta and Farrah are more, have more similarities than Elaine. Like Elaine is the only one who has brown eyes. And I understand that dad has brown eyes. So it will make sense to one of the, for one of them to at least have brown eyes. But why is it that Nesta and Farah are literally identical, have the same color eyes, have the same color hair, have the same complexion? It's just the difference is one of them is older than the other. Yeah. Personalities. But it's like, honestly, I feel like if Farah were somehow brought up the way that Nesta was brought up, she would end up being the same way as Nesta. Yeah, and basically Feyre never got mothered. The only two people who got mothered were Elaine and Nesta. And Nesta basically got trained. She didn't get mothered. So, so mothered was the only one, I mean, was Elaine. If she was even, I don't think she was yeah. either because the mom thought she was like, she was like, oh, that's fine. She's going to marry a prince, but you, you're going to marry a king. And then she was still trying to figure out what she was going to do with Feyre and her painting abilities because she was like she had just started to learn how to paint and sketch and her mom was like already starting to scheme on what she was going to do with that so <sighs> well that's the that's other question I had was like why did the humans stay so damn close to the wall why did the humans or why did they why did they? Because they said most of the people, like, after the wall went up, they say most of the people moved away, but there was a small group of humans that stayed by the wall. Why? I think the ones that stayed by the wall were the lesser humans, like, the ones who didn't have it, have much power, I mean, much money, because there were also, that means they were close to the woods, and that's when the, okay, so it's the woods, then the humans, where they live, and or the woods, there's the wall, and then the Prithian. So I think the lesser people or whatever, they're the ones that live close to the woods. That's how Pharaoh got access to, like, hunting and all that stuff. And then... Yeah, but they were, they lived there when they were rich. Oh, always? I thought yeah. they moved down. Yeah. They moved like, they moved to a smaller village, but, like, they're, they basically were along the border of the wall, and they could have lived somewhere else, basically. So... That they is. were like on a small strip of land when everybody moved to different lands. I wish I had the map so I could show you right now. But anyway, that's just stuff. Did you have anything else from last episode? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think we covered most of it. And I feel like we ended up pretty much like confirming that that theory could be possible. Yeah. Okay. So this in week. This, yeah. In this week's um episode... We were just randomly talking and then we just figured out that we should talk about Lahaba and how and the other sprites that were mentioned in the Crescent City series. 
And just a little bit more about like uh, that House of Sky and Breath and also a little of a House Flame and Shadow just because Ariadne was also one of the um, captured, captured. Um, a slave. <laughs> yeah, she was a slave just like those three other sprites that were in the astronomer's rings. Um, and we just, I feel like that's, that's somehow, that is something that you should kind of pay attention to just because I feel like when there's not the end to Lahaba's story because it's continuing in this book in uh, House of Sky and Breath and Shadow. I mean, sorry, House of Sky and Breath. And also the house, the third one is House of Flame and Shadow. That's Ariane's house. And literally in the picture, it show, I think it's like a dragon's head. I mean, yeah, other people have pointed that out too. So, but no, I agree. Like something is definitely going on with the sprites. I feel like she um, planted the seeds. Like that Lahaba was the seed that started the story. And then it's just going to grow throughout all the rest of the houses or whatever. So I definitely think we're, we'll get more of it in House of Flame and Shadow because I do feel like a lot of questions were asked in Hosab about Lahaba. Like, when Bryce went to see the Underking and she was like, do you know Lahaba? Is she here? And he's like, no, I don't know anybody by that name. And then he's like, the Lowers, they don't come here because they, they're they not of use to us. Yeah, so it's like, where did Lahaba go? And then we also, like you said, get the other three sprites and we get their story and find out about their queen. And it's like, okay, there's this whole group of Black peoples who were part of the war so yeah i just find it crazy how like there is actually like a whole not keep, um like they have their own world they have their own queen they have their own like powers and hierarchy all yeah and out of, out of nowhere it just the theory were like yeah no you rebelled against us so we're pretty much considering you as lowers Okay, and I get it, but like, look at look at Hunt's people. He's an archangel, and his people are still some. Some of them are still roaming freely. So it's like, why are they the all sprites? And you know, I forgot that it's not just sprites, fire sprites. It's also like water sprites, earth sprites. Um, you know, all wind sprites, and yeah. Uh -huh. I'm like, damn, like there's a lot of them, and we never even knew. We don't even know like much about that their kind. I think it's weird that, like, like you brought up, why were the lowers, like, they got cast out of House of Sky and Breath and made slaves, but only Hunt and the Angels who rebelled didn't get kicked out of Sky and Breath. They only got made to be slave, uh, slaves. So why do you have to go the extra mile for the sprites and all the other lowers? But I do like how Lahaba's, like, not even, like, the government can, the government can decree our explosion for our expulsion, it's only it's just name only like it's a name only, as in like yeah, it's the same. Y'all have the power, yeah. But I'm like, it makes me question what kind of power or authority do these sprites have, or do they have some kind of power that makes this theory a theory a little frightened, or like you know, or like who who has the power to determine who gets put in what house. And who gets kicked out or classified or whatever yeah i feel like the hysteria think think like that because it is the world that they um that they um created and you know what i'm actually thinking about right now you know how jessica switched houses mm -hmm. how, how did she do that like it's i feel like it's so easy to say oh you're kicked out of this house you can switch houses blah 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 blah, blah. But so I wonder if Jessica had to pass like the the test like Hypaxia did, mm. where he tested her where all those those spells and beasts, and he she had to work her way out. And then at the end, he was like, "The House of Flame and Shadow will welcome you." And then she was <laughs> like, mm, "I don't know, I don't know about that." <laughs> I mean, so I she, wonder if Jessica did the same thing and she passed, and she was like, "Good." Yes. Or maybe Jessica did it on purpose to become House of Flame and Shadow to get more power or something. I don't know. I wonder what house she belonged before. Earth and blood, because she's a witch. So what made so I don't know. I feel like she has some she's something. 
she has to do with like she's a witch combined with something else like she's not only one thing she got i can't wait for her story yeah um but i think we should break down a little bit about lahaba's history and then like about the other sprites which are called um let's just start with lahaba before we move into the third so lahaba was in the library with bryce and she got bought by Jessica, but we don't know when Jessica bought her, but she was placed in the library so that she could guard the books because apparently the books can talk, they chatter, and they have a goal of breaking out of the library and murdering people. I was cracking up when I was reading that. And so they got a fire sprite because obviously fire can burn the pages of a book. So they got her. That's why she's in the library to keep them in line. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like that it? I thought you were gonna go into her family or whatever. I'm like, you just looking at me. <laughs> but I, I no, but I did find it. I was telling you that I did find it interesting how she was sold a little bit cheaper than Syrings, and even though I feel like she has a lot of power built in her, like she is. Um, at that point, she was a little bit stronger than Bryce, and I think that was before Bryce actually like um made the drop. Yeah, made the drop and, you know, mm-hmm. to realize her true power. But uh, Bryce is the one that says that she felt like Lahaba had more power than her. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it also doesn't make any sense how her her past lineage, Lahaba's, is con- she's supposed to be a lower, but she was her kind was there fighting with the eight archangels. Or it's not even just that her great her sixth time where is it her sixth yeah. time grandmother um was there in the elemental wars and also her great grandmother was, was kicked out of the eternal city so there's like things back to back to back about her lineage so it's, so i feel like so i feel like hold on let me slow you down i feel like you're running past it okay so it's like her sixth time great grandmother was ranthia draw who is the one that she calls on when she's about to break the um, tank in the library or whatever. And so, yeah, she's the one that was dethroned in the elemental war. So again, this is sixth time great-grandmother. So this is like a millennia ago or millennium ago, whatever. Um, And then her great-grandmother, oh, so yeah, they were cast cast for favor from the elemental wars. And then her great-grandmother, was booted from the Eternal City for allegedly trying to steal the royal consort of the imposter queen. So we still don't know who the imposter queen is, mm-hmm. but we don't know more about that story, but that's already two of her grandmothers. And then um, her great-grandmother is the one who fought with Hunt for the war with the angels that ended their freedom. So yeah, because by that time, they didn't have nothing else to lose. They were like, well, there's no way we can be reinstated. So let's go for so it was this do you think it was recent that they were and they ended up being um kicked out of house of the house of guy and bread no that happened with the six-time great-grandmother i just think that since then they've been trying to get back in the house of sky and bread but now there's just no way because they the rebellion failed mm. well i mean i think guess there's still a way they just have to rebel again but i think bryce is gonna have to come find that queen that the triplets speak of you know how lahaba spends most of her time in the library it kind of makes you wonder did she ever go through books that she wasn't supposed to and found out a little bit more of the series past um the, their their past because there is a chapter and i can't remember which one it was but when i was rereading like uh, trying to get um information about lahaba she does say imagine a life without the stary and then that's when um bryce was like hush lahaba like these walls have ears and then it's mm-hmm. like does she did she know something that at that point we didn't know i i think so and i don't know if it's it's either from the books in the library or it's either from her line because like we just said she came from all these powerful like fire sprites who were her, like big big players in the game if i want to quote you know throne of glass then I feel like they would have passed down their stories through the line. You know what I mean? So I feel like she may have some information that may not even be in the books. 
Yeah, and I, that's actually it's crazy because I just found the part where she's saying it. It's it starts off by why does she collect? Why does Jessica collect us at all? Am I not a person too? Why do they insist on this? Bryce says because we live in a republic that has decided that threats to its order have to be punished. And I highlighted threats because I'm like, so Lahaba is considered a threat to the republic, to the Arsteri or whatever. Arsteri, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, to its order have to be punished punished so thoroughly that it makes others hesitate to rebel too and that's when she, the Lahaba's like have you ever thought or thought of what it might be like without the stare and then that's when she says what she says and it's like uh, that's why I wonder why the the other three sprites their queen is with the dairy why is she captured with this dairy and it makes me think about may for some reason you know how she has um the owl captured the the healer so i'm like yeah it's kind of the same thing that the dairy have this sprite captured because they have something that the dairy are either afraid of or that they desperately need like something is yeah so yeah may kept the owl for protection but we also know that fire can kill the dairy and then fire can also kill the bog, which is why I think that they're bog because they're so scared of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, you brought up the three other fire sprites that they found in the astronomers' rings, which are rings made of um, gold and silver. And Bryce said she thought she saw a stars in them, but then she noticed that they were fire sprites. Mm-hmm. And so the three fire sprites' names are Milana, Rithi, and Sa- Sasa, and they're triplets. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was reading the part where um, Tristan was trying to say her name, and he was like, "So you're Rithi?" And she was like, "It's Rithi." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and Aww. then. Um, yeah, they're descendants of Persinia Phallus, the Lady of Cinders. Um, and they were bound, they were given to the astronomer by an archangel. And we don't, they just say that the astronomer forced them into the rings. We don't know how. Oh, no, I think that was Ariadne who was gifted as an archangel. Uh, from an By the okay um, so then he had the fire sprites but he forced them into the rings uh yeah they were all bespelled no they- it wasn't ariadne because ariadne was um given was given to him but like there's a part where um rithy is explaining and she's like yeah we were all forced into the rings and then she's like oh but she was put in by and then like ariadne gives her the side eye and she shuts up so she was put into the ring by somebody different no I, yes i do agree to the whole way it was said but um no it was ariani who ended up saying i was a gift she said to herself i was a gift to the astronomer from an from an archangel the sprites were bespelled by the astronomer and ancient sorcerer bought them all bought them all they like the way when he descends into hell that's all that okay that- so so she and, was given, but she was, we still don't know who put her in the mm-hmm. ring. But we know who I, we don't know her. which archangel gave Ariadne to the astronomer. Yeah, but yeah, but we know he we don't know who the archangel is, but we also don't know who actually put her in the ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the those are the three, and then they're the ones that said um that they confirmed um Lahaba's story that she was trying to tell to Bryce and um rune and hunt in the library where she describes all of her great grandmothers and everything so they confirm that she could be a descendant of Brithia, and they say that you bryce should go and talk to their queen but they don't even know where their queen is yeah they, they think maybe the asteri have her or that's the last thing they heard right is that the asteri yeah before they were captured in the rings um she had been sold to one of the Asteri. And how many are how many Asteri are there currently? Six or seven? Six. There was seven, but the seventh one got killed. So it just makes you wonder. And I don't think it could be Rajalis because I feel like, bro, why would it like everything just comes down to Rajalis? There's other archangels, you know? So it makes you wonder. I mean, archangels, um, Asteri. Asteri. So it kind of makes you wonder which one is the one that has her and why do they have her? Like, what is and that's what I'm telling you. I feel like the, well, the, do you feel like they're all working individually or do you feel like 
they all like Ryder Lewis has his own thing going, like and the other Asari have their own games that they're playing, or do you feel like they're all playing a part of one big plan and they're working together? That one. I think they're yeah, all that's what I think. Big too, plan. Yeah. And I'm just wondering again, why do they have this um this uh sprite uh captured? Like what why is she so important? Like why, why would you need their light to descend into hell like is their light the only light that can survive down there because even when um the astronomer like calls and like thanatos comes and they're like in in the ravine or whatever they're like it's so dark there's no light there's no sunlight they couldn't even tell who they were talking to until thanatos made himself seen so is fire sprite light and dragon fire the only fight only light that you can have down there yeah and it also okay so you just said that they're used pretty much to um to like their flashlight <laughs> yeah they're, they're a flashlight when they go to hell or he the astronomer goes to hell so it's just like why what is the reason for you to always go to hell i feel yeah. like now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like he is a spy for the Asteri to keep an eye on what's going on in hell. Well, for the Asteri or for like, you know how Thanatos said he has shepherds and he has like things in other worlds that feed him information? What if the astronomer is working for a, Yeah, like what if that's a way to get information to the Prince of the Pit and the Prince of the Ravine? So you think he's working for the Princess of Hell or? Yeah, because I feel like if he was working for the Asteri, then they would have just like, uh, they could have done something else. I feel like I don't. they would have gone about it a different way. I feel like he works for Hell and that's why Bryce couldn't smell him when he opened the door. I feel like that's how he knows about the mystics and I feel like that's why he's always going to Hell. I don't think so because I feel like if he was working for Hell, why did he go ahead and attack one of the his his mystics? He didn't. Thanatos attacked one of the mystics. Oh, he, I thought you were talking about the astronomer. I was talking about the astronomer. Oh yeah, the astronomer. I feel like he's working for hell. I mean, he isn't working for hell. He's working for the Asteri. Because if he would, if he was working for hell, why would Thanatos kill one of the the astronomer's mystics? Because he didn't, that's not a place he normally went. Like, he was like, oh, he's wandering really far. And then even he was shocked that the mystic was in the ravine. So I don't think that was a place he knew he could go. Like, that was not supposed, that was something that was not supposed to happen. Mm, okay, okay. Like, actually, yes, you're right. Because I don't even think they were calling on to Thanathal. I think they were calling to one of the other princes of hell. Yeah, they were just like trying to find Connor and Thanatos was like, I smell starlight. What's up? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just wonder, but I do think that this, the astronomer is working for the Asteri and I just want to stick to the whole, I think he is the one that is feeding them information about what's going on into hell and that's why, you know how they've created their archangels to pretty much be like their little servants, right? The Asteri? Yeah. If one of the archangels, which is, I don't know, it can't, it, it, it would be too ironic if it were Micah, but one of the archangels gave the astronomer Ariadne, it had to be for a reason. So they can use Ariadne to, because that's pretty much like it's a, she's used as a protection, right? Against the princess of hell. So I think that she, they use, the astronomer is working for the Asteri and to pretty much spy into what's going on in that world. I honestly, I he may not even be working for anybody. He may just be, because, I don't um, know why he gives me merchant vibes, you know, like somebody who just like goes through all the worlds and, and like collects things for like to sell to other people and to like trade. He gives me those vibes. Like, I feel like that's how he ended up with a dragon is because he found something that that archangel wanted. And so it was given as a gift. Oh, like an exchange? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, because why else would an archangel give a lot? Because, you know, they're arrogant. They're like, I'm an archangel. I don't need you. So why would they feel the need to give you something like that if you weren't making a trade or if you didn't have, have something valuable for mm -hmm. them? So. I, I don't know about the passing along information. I need a little more proof for that, but it's possible, maybe. I don't know why he's going to hell, but I think he he's like a low-key, like working behind the scenes kind of guy. Mm. 
Yeah, like he has his own shit going on. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to take advantage of the situation and make some money on the side while I can. <laughs> um, question, do you think that Lahaba is, like, this is, like, Lahaba completely died or she might come back? I see, I don't know. I feel like it's possible we could see her again. I don't know if she's going to come back from the dead or 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 what, but I feel like there's just way too many questions about, like, where where did she go why you didn't know her like their power wasn't like we know when they died that everybody thought they went to the bone quarter even Bryce thought Lahabu was going to go to the bone quarter but then he was like no because she doesn't have enough power on her. I don't know her where did she go so where would this other life other afterlife be and then Hypaxia hold on hold on so then Hypaxia mentioned that she knew the whole time that the bone quarter was a joke. And so she made it a point to send her mother somewhere else where she could rest in peace. So are there multiple death realms and Danica is in one and Hypaxia's mom is in one and Lahaba and Fire Spice go to a different one? But I think Danica is a done deal because even I though Bryce. <laughs> I don't know because I feel like Bryce not in Crescent City, but I think she's coming back in Prithy. And whenever um Bryce is doing the drop and she says um she could tell that Danica vanished from this world forever. She said from this world forever. She didn't say from everywhere forever. It was specifically this world. I don't know. I feel like Bryce and Dan. You know how Bryce switched her spot in the Bone Carver or whatever. Um, for Danica, and then Danica came back and pretty much switched her spot for Bryce. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that was it. Like it was an even, even match, like an even exchange. Um, and I did. I didn't even remember about the whole Hypaxia situation about how she knew that that was going on in um with the whole second life first life situation. Yeah. So if she, I think that her mom went to Prithian. And Lehaba went to, but Prithian. that would mean that would mean that that's an afterlife, and that Prithian is dead. No, no, no. Like you know the, what it is a starlight star. What's that? Like they got starfall. Like they got reincarnated into Prithian. Yeah, like you know how they're supposed to be souls. Back the, to the cauldron. <laughs> those stars are supposed to be lost souls. I can't remember. Yeah, but something about souls. I think. Yeah, that's what. Lahaba turn into like now they're in the stars. You even you said it starting to start the cycle over. That Bryce said that she kept comparing like the spice to stars. Mm -hmm. So it could be possible that they did. It could. They did do convert into stars, and that's that's them in Starfalls because honestly, that that whole um occasion is supposed to be like a happy occasion like you know they celebrate it instead of something yeah isn't they, they celebrate it right so it's like if it's maybe that is the, the afterlife for them for people in midgard so yeah that's what i i agree because i think that's where we're gonna find danica's energy or, or a piece of danica or something like her her spirit being recycled back into the magic of the land and then coming back. So that's yes. that's how I feel like Danica's gonna come back. And I feel like Lahaba could come back the same way. Boy, didn't you have like this theory about Kalamai and like that's why this is now like the magic in Midgard, like it's going like when like there's not that much fae or like they don't really know about Yeah, I thought like Lanthus again, like how you always bring up why did Nesta say that Spring Court comment about Nesta? I always bring this up, like Lanthus said, like he's he was telling her that magic would flow in the land untethered again. And I'm like, okay, so is magic bound? And so, like, is that why Tamlin has to do Kalamai to keep replenishing the land? And if he doesn't do it, then it may the maybe the spell takes completely over and all, all magic dies or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I do, I, I do feel like it could be connected in the fact that there's Kalamai, it's a fire festival, and then whatever festival that Aelin was celebrating when she almost burnt out and Rowan was having her an air fire, Rowan was having her um, control the bonfires. I mean, she like got like caught up in the fire and like, everything. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, is all, all of that connected? I think so. And I feel like that's something that 
re I guess repowers their power like the the land's power. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, like somehow Kalamai like it's like a big cycle of magic somehow. Yeah, that was literally gonna say that like pretty much Kalamai is what starts it off, and then I feel like the ending is Starfall. Like that's where yeah, like the like they what, go back to the beginning you go from the front of the line all the way back yeah. to around mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 but i mean then again i don't know maybe maybe bryce will finally get some answers about what's happened with lahaba or what happened with um danica and like the the death devils what are they called the nicknames for the little the pack of devils you can't remember the name <laughs> the pack of devils i don't know but i do feel like there's a lot more to lahaba's but you know i also think part of me thinks that okay so there's all these people who who passed over and like are not in this realm anymore like is there going to be a battle on that side that they have to fight so then like the pack of devils um lahaba and you know justinian and all these people who died like do they fight the battle on that side and help like when they come back um, yeah, like when they say, like when Danica was saying that Connor and all them were holding off somebody so that, you know, Danica could be there. And the same thing Elena said that Gavin was holding off the gargoyles or whatever so that she could talk to um, Aelin. It's like, is there going to be a battle like that? You know what this reminds me of? You know that I think it, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's one of the Harry Potter books where he has his his godfather his dad yeah his mom like everyone who died throughout the series helped him fight Voldemort I think it's the first part the part of whatever the first one of yeah the, it's like you yeah, know how they're all surrounding surrounding him and supporting him while he's fighting Voldemort I feel like yeah. that that's something that could happen with um Bryce where she'll have Danica the pack of like death, power her up Hobbit, her, like, like extra yes something yes. yeah they give and her like, time to run like oh you and, know, give, back, did that, and give back to Midgard something's gonna happen sis I don't know I don't know that Bryce is coming back please don't say that <laughs> No, I don't mean like dead. I just think no, like, like she'll stay in Prithian and like be with her and Hunt stay in Prithian or I don't know. I don't maybe know. Maybe she will. Actually, no, maybe she will come back and she'll rule over Crescent City. I think that's what's going to happen. Because the going to be gone. I feel like she will be the the queen, just like Rune said. And I feel like she will pretty much bring back the history of the Fae because in Midgard, you honestly don't like history of Fae is barely people people barely remember i think that's why the autumn king fights so much for their their kind because yeah it's slowly being um what's the word when like the dinosaurs Forgotten or extinct, whatever they're going into extinct like they're just not yeah. their power is well, weaker and stuff you know i think that's another reason why he was trying to get bryce to marry cormac and get her to avalon because um i was listening to one part and it was oh chapter fifty in um House of Earth and Blood. It was like the about no, Hosap chapter fifty I think. No, okay. Anyway, I don't remember where it was. Where but was the point is that um <laughs> they talk about the Avalon Fey archives and how it's more extensive than the Fey archives in Crescent City. Yes, and it is I was like, 50. oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, so interesting. I wonder, you know, what information we're going to... Obviously, we're going to have to go to Avalon because we met Cormac. Rune's mom is from Avalon. Now we know that they have um, basically the archives to rival Griffin Antiquity. So there's some information there and we have to go. And The mist, the Asteri can't get through the mist. Like, they got some real magic. Why are there Asteri not allowed there? Yeah, why can't they get through? Why can't they penetrate the mist? And I was listening to a happy hermit, um, Lily, and she was saying that mist is basically a power. Really? Like somebody, she, I, I have to go back and send you, like, listen to her. I don't know if it was the most recent one or the one before, but she says that somebody uses the mist or they like they, they make the mist move or they curl it or something. I'm going to find it. I'm going to see. I it think it's you, but... uh, sand, no? It might be. It might be, but basically, she was saying that the mist is a power. So, 
I was like, interesting. So what powers do we need from a Valen that are going to help save the day? So that makes you question, Does Cormac, is Cormac actually dead? If he is from a Valen and he had a great source of power, as in like he could... Um, he can wield fire. He can wield, um, um, what is it that they do? Um, winnowing. And, mm -hmm. you know, he has a good source of power. So it's like, is he really gone? I still, I still feel like he is. I don't know why I feel, I fall more on the side of the people who say that he yielded like a witch. Like he told, oh, like yeah. the way it happened and the way he sacrificed himself and the way the light came out, I felt like, that's what he, he did. Yeah. But then also people have pointed out there in Throne of Glass that Ayla mentions a word mark that can make you, um, that can help you teleport like short miles or whatever, like short distances. But you, you have to have it prepared in advance, which is something he could have done. So I don't, that's one of the ones I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to wait and see. Like I, I can't call it either way. I see for and against. Um. I'm, I'm just like reading through my notes and I'm like trying to see if we covered everything. I yeah. do want to mention how uh, Ariane, she's, I feel like she's going to be very relevant in the next Crescent City book just because it is her house that we are covering. Well, that is the name of the title of the book. Um, and I would, I find it funny how I never even caught this, but Jessica knows about Ariadne and how she laughs when Bryce tells her that what um, name she's going by. And I'm like, how? I wonder how old Ariadne is because there's even a part where she's like, that is a name that even the olds or something like that. Um, yeah, when he's talking about, I thought it was Wing Doom or Death or Killer. And she was like, my family's more modern. Yeah. And I'm like, how old is this girl? Like, if Jessica yeah. knows of her, then what did she go by back then or what was her history back then you know i'm excited to get her story too because like reading it did you notice when she was talking about the wolf the mystic and how she um like kept getting punished by the astronomer and he was sending her into hell so that the demons could like pick at her and like scare the shit out of her but that she wouldn't bend and like basically she had to watch this wolf get tortured um this whole time so I'm like I wonder if her and the wolf are going to become friends maybe because I did catch that how she's favorite how she says that the astronomy favorites her yeah and it's like she almost felt bad for her like I, I feel bad that he's her favorite and that she has to endure but also that she's kind of like rooting for her because he's like he thinks she'll break and he was like and Ariane was like I think not so it's like she kind of gives you like you kind of don't know where to go with this girl like is she a good person or is she a bad person because it could you kind of thought that she would be good because okay she's living with the boys and she's like willing to like help ethan protect hypoxia and then boom this bitch vanishes and now she's in the fucking she's working with the viper queen and it also yeah. you question what was the bargain that she made with the viper queen for her for asylum like well i don't do? know i can't i don't I feel like she's one of those people that's like a great character. Like she's not good and she's not bad, but I feel like think about her. Like I am mad at her for leaving Ethan. Like you could have said something. You could have just said you don't want to go. Like you didn't have to get there and then like leave. But also you, how long have you been a slave? How long have you been trapped in a ring? Like these people are trying to just get you to do something else. So she saw her opportunity to run. And so she ran. I get that. But it's like, dude, you do not see how much like, ooh, um how much people were working for you like as in like you had mark you had the flynn you had yeah um, but i don't know y'all that's true that's true. i don't know y'all i don't but know like, john y'all could be doing all this stuff to just like put me back in the ring like y'all say this she, but I, I don't know that i think either she did it because she was like i don't want to keep putting people in danger or she she did it as in excuse me, there's no way they're going to be able to break my, break my freedom. Like this, I mean, break. Yeah, I don't think, I think that, I don't think she could believe that they could get her out of it. And I think, like you said, how old is she and how old is the Viper Queen? Like, I felt like obviously they have some kind of prior relationship where she knew that that was a place where she could get what she needed or she could find protection, which obviously like, why, what is it about the Viper Queen? Because that, Ariane went and then Therian went. 
So what is it about her powers? And she's also considered like snake. You know, she's a viper queen, snake like. She has snake eyes, and that's Haiti bitch. Close, like a close lizards are cousins of dragons. So it's like, are they from the same? you know family are they cousins and that's why she was like let me go this is the closest thing to my people that i have <laughs> i did not think of that yeah so like, like with like i do wonder why the viper queen and it makes you wonder also like what like you know how there's like the river queen and like the autumn king and then the viper queen okay they're all like king queens whatever but it also is like they all don't fuck with each other's territory like a pretty i think mm-hmm. they have to ask permission like hey can i enter to that territory or whatever yeah so it's like well they all like govern on a council like the whole city but they have their own little area yeah yes, exactly so they all govern their own little area so it's like what is the viper queen that strong that which makes Therian and Ariadne be like, oh shit! Like, who's gonna want to attack her? She's fucking strong. And well, that- they literally can. Like, even the River Queen, when Therian is making his deal, she's like coming, 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 and then as soon as the deal is sealed, then it's just like crickets. So it's like, I, I know you, I know he's yours now. So I gotta just walk away. She didn't even try to come finish the fight. She's like, eh, no, I don't, I don't want that smoke. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to start a war for one person. But it's like, is that a thing that they do out of respect or, and because they know like these bitches strong or they do it because it's like a treaty. Like, this is what we agreed on. I think both. I think both. Um, I also, so the re- when you were saying that, like about each of them all being their own king or queen and like ruling their own little thing. You know what this reminds me of? It's like a live version of, the room with all the crowns of the conquered kings or whatever that Dorian walks into and throne of glass when he's possessed. And then the demon takes him downstairs and he shows him the room and he's like, um, these are all the conquered crowns of conquered nations of conquered kings or whatever. They're basically still alive in Crescent city, but conquered, but the Asteri have collected all these crowns. It sucks. It's like they all rule their own territory, but above all of them, it's the Asteri. They've been collected, yeah. Oh, that sucks, dude. I really fucking- Yeah, so I think also the only other things I wanted to say about Ariadne is her eyes change from red to charred black. So whenever she gets mad, her eyes go red. Yes. Um, she can make her body all flame like the sprites because um, Tristan makes a comment about her finally stop burning so she can sit on the couch without burning it. <laughs> um. Uh, Ethan says that their dragons are not true shifters they're more like Nair he says the difference is like biological and magical but it's one of those things where he learned it in school and he wasn't paying attention so we don't have all of the info mm-hmm. um, and yeah her her kin is more modern, modern hence her name um, and yeah oh she also has the slave tattoo which removes her protections of the house of flame and shadow because originally she would fall under their protections so the tattoo that she has can block that and it also can track her so the yeah, tattoos and- are basically spells to bind these creatures like the spells have to bind the lowers they have to bind the sprites um Cyrix has one to bind his power so I wonder if at some point all these lowers are going to get unbound and we get to see them like in action. Yes. Like how I wish we would have saw the little folk in uh, Throne of Glass. I was like was so ready for them to show up to the war and like tear up people's ankles and it never happened. So I'm like, I hope the otters come in like hitting people with their little life vests. Like, <laughs> the otters, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, oh, the other thing I wanted to say about Lahaba when she was um, sacrificing herself, she did a dance that was like a spell to call upon her powers. Did you notice that? Like it was specific movements, and then she was also chanting. And then Bryce like noted the the um, glow that spread across her body. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Is she like yielding, I right? Is she yielding? Is this a spell that she's conjuring because she's chanting and calling upon Renthia Draw, like her sixth great-grandmother? So, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a lot of spells going on. There's a lot of magic and I need Exactly. I feel like like there is a lot going on that we don't know and that we need more explanation about each one of their powers because I feel like there's no way in hell 
why why are they so contained you know yeah like why why are they so expensive why is it such a big deal for them to be free like for ethan to have stolen them why is it such a big deal that he he's gonna get in trouble yes exactly but i think that is the conclusion to this theory like or like this episode just to pretty much um highlight the fire sprites and like their contribution to the story and how they're driving things along yes exactly so i think that's it for this week's episode what do you so think? yeah if you guys have any thoughts or comments or questions we would love to hear them um until then you guys can follow us on our social media at dem and sarah pod uh, on tiktok and then you can email us at dem and sarah pod at gmail.com until next time we'll be back next week with an all new episode for you guys so have a great week guys bye, bye. <laughs>